This is a daily reading of the Snowbird Advent Guide. We hope this content encourages you throughout this Christmas season. Day 22, the birth of John the Baptist. Luke 1, 57 through 66. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loose, and he spoke, Blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. Nine months have passed since the angel Gabriel visited Zechariah, and now the time has come. Luke records these first few verses as if everything is normal. But Elizabeth gave birth to the miracle child at an old age. Naturally, her neighbors and relatives rejoiced with her. To safely give birth to a healthy child was difficult in the first century, and even more for women of Elizabeth's age. Yahweh had surely shown great mercy to her. God's promise regarding their son is already coming to fruition. Their miracle son is here, and many are rejoicing at his birth. Zechariah and Elizabeth took the baby to be circumcised on his eighth day of life, according to the Old Testament law. From everything we read in the first chapter of Luke, the couple has continued their faithful and obedient lifestyle. For nine months, the elderly couple seems to have consistently trusted the Lord to hold true to his promises. Think what a wonderful testimony this was to their neighbors. Everything appears simple and straightforward. Other than that, they are too old to possibly have children. This was more than a surprise baby. This was an impossible but healthy pregnancy and birth. The Lord is highlighting his power over every aspect of life, not just in exceptional situations. Every breath of life is a gift from the author of life. Christ's theme of raising the lowly and lowering the proud has already begun before exiting the womb. Verses 59 through 60 signify a turn in the narrative when Luke records Elizabeth's conversation about John's name. Naming him John was a significant cultural shift by the joyful parents, as he should have taken his father's name, Zechariah. But John's parents were not in the least worried about honoring their own legacy. This child was not about their family name being carried on. John the Baptist was born to proclaim the arrival of Abraham's seed, who would rescue God's people. They were grateful for the small role they would play and were most concerned about honoring the Lord's direction above all else. Personal preference didn't matter, and cultural standards didn't matter. What did matter was God's word spoken to them through Gabriel. The Lord, especially in their case, was one who was blessing them with a son. He could call the shots. Notice what Zechariah spends his first glorious moment saying with his recovered voice. He hasn't been able to say a word for almost an entire year, and his first words are words of blessing to God. The gift of a son overwhelmed any trials he experienced through being mute. For nine months, God's praises had been welling up inside his soul. There wasn't anger at God or frustrations with others hanging on his lips. Rather, he couldn't wait any longer to proclaim words of exaltation to his king. Most of us can't sit silent and listen to a short conversation or focus long enough to read a chapter of the Bible. 
Zechariah, on the other hand, had been dwelling on the wondrous gift of life he was watching bloom before his eyes. He could have selfishly focused on his own muteness, but instead he glorified God for restoring his gift of voice. He could have idolized his new son, but instead he worshipped the giver who created him in his own image. These signs and responses together formed an effective witness to the Lord's glory. People all across the land meditated on John's birth and wondered about what role it played in the advent of the Messiah. Without a doubt, they knew the Lord was with John the Baptist, even as a baby, for the hand of the Lord was with him. Elizabeth's faithful obedience mattered. Zechariah's worshipful thankfulness mattered. For personal application, think about your decisions and actions. Are they pointing to the glory of the giver of life, or do they serve your own legacy and comfort in this world? Think about your words. Does your mouth pour out thankful blessings to God or selfish frustrations to those around you? Has your heart been abiding in Christ and meditating on his goodness, or have you been pining over what you don't yet have? Thanks for listening. Please visit swoutfitters.com slash advent to find the complete guide and daily advent posts. We pray you and your family can rest deeply in Christ's coming this Christmas.